0: Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are, or if you're working to become one of these breakaway agents, then this show's for you. Thank you so much for listening. And even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that's a huge win. And hopefully, you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Richard Calabat, CEO uh, and Luxury Home Specialist uh, with Miami Living at Keller Williams, Miami. Richard has overseen thousands of real estate transactions valued over $2 billion. He's worked with clients all over the world and loves to assist them achieve their goals and realize their dreams. Richard, welcome.
1: Hello, Tiffany.
0: Hey, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Of course. Well, how about if you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and maybe a little bit about you know, what's gotten you to the point that you're at right now?
1: Well, it's been a long journey, actually. Um, I started real estate in 2003, and prior to that, I was a financial consultant Uh, and then had other management positions. But it wasn't until real estate really uh, helped me mesh my entrepreneur spirit with my mantra of helping people and touching people's lives in a positive way. And so that has uh, culminated into uh, a nice business that is uh, continuously rewarding.
0: Mm, That's awesome. And... Did I read correctly that you're part owner in six different offices?
1: So, yes, that is correct. My wife and I are heavily involved with uh, uh, the Keller Williams franchise model, and um, she is from the country Colombia, and so we own one office in Coral Gables here in Miami and uh, part owners of actually, I think it's six now uh, in Colombia that we're helping to grow.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, so you um, have a lot of experience then with working with agents and, you know, you've been around, you've done it yourself. And obviously you also have people that you've worked with in your offices. Um, As you are working with people um, who are, you know, other agents and they're trying to grow their businesses, like, do they all kind of struggle with the same types of things? Or do you feel like, do you see trends as far as that goes?
1: I think so. Uh, There definitely seems to be levels of challenges, and every level has its unique set of challenges. And when you break through that ceiling of achievement, as we call it, you go into a whole new set of challenges. (laughs) Uh, And they're uh, usually addressed with uh, one of three different things Um, uh, people, systems, and tools is usually the answer to one of your challenges. And depending on where you are in your business uh, would, um, I I guess, decide which of those tools you need to tap into.
0: So when you say a different level, are you talking about like production wise? So you're starting out, you're kind of right here. This is kind of how you use these tools to get to the next level. And then you're at this level of production or how do you mean level? And yeah,
1: yeah. So you're right. Um, sometimes it's production. Sometimes it's the level of experience, uh, because in real estate, most most states, it's fairly simple to get a real estate license. And I always say, congratulations, you've graduated from real estate high school. Right. And, <laughs> and then the real university style training um, takes place. And the good news is, is some people can accelerate that. So you can get a, you know, a bachelor's degree in real estate, in anywhere from one year to maybe 10 years, you know, depending on your level of commitment and your dedication uh, and motivation to be successful. Uh, So with that said, yes, generally, it's either production as in closed volume or number of transactions is what dictates when you're going to need to add, uh, either a piece of leverage, which is a person, a system or, or
0: a tool. Okay. Okay. All right. And I also now, um, I believe that everyone has strengths and, or what I like to call, um, superpowers, so the things that really set you apart and that when you lean into them, I feel like you can achieve a lot. And it seems like you've done that really well. And I asked you before what you felt your superpowers are and you identified one of them as being effective at communication and being a great consultant. Could you elaborate on that for us?
1: Well, you know what? That is the one thing that I think is universal. So that one, if you only focused on one topic to grow your business. Uh, We have a saying that says your business grows to the extent that you do. And what that means is the smarter and faster and stronger you are will show up in your business and, you know, it will help you to make more money. And it all starts with you. And um, we all seem to think we have a natural ability and we sometimes that's our strength and that's our weakness. Because if we have natural talent, we sometimes think we don't need to learn anything else because we know so much. And I was a victim of that until Keller Williams opened my mind to, I call it uh, leadership university, where now you're not just control of your own actions, um, but you're in charge of you know, hiring people, training them, and uh, able to communicate in their, level of comprehension, not your desired mm. level, which really, you know, humbles you and makes you slow down and realize, okay, I have to go at their speed, not mine. And so that was difficult for me in the beginning, because, you know, being a, a highly intense person, we kind of want results fairly quickly, uh, and telling people what to do, instead of asking them the best way to get to the desired result and maybe helping them figure it out. Uh, And usually their way is better than my way.
0: Mm. And don't you think that translates really well to your clients also? That whole learning of how to communicate and I always feel like sometimes teaching is the best way to learn how to apply it.
1: And that's true, for sure.
0: Is helpful in building your own real estate business as well as building your team?
1: correct right so there's there's two there's two parts of that so towards the client, absolutely uh, and, and you're you're correct it's the knowledge right sharing knowledge uh, and a lot of clients some of them are hands-on and some of them are do what you got to do to you know get me what I want and I'm happy with that and and you know and those are you know I don't say it's better one one is better than the other um, because I enjoy helping people understand the process and knowing the why behind what we do and how it applies to the marketing strategies or um, the, the way that we're able to expose the property and uh, and eventually get the property sold. So it does help clients um, to have like a little plan, um, especially the ones that are, who are more detail oriented. And, you know, they have a little plan. Um, passion of, Oh, I've so like real estate. I always thought I wanted to be a real estate agent. <laughs> I get that a lot until they realize how hard it really is. And then they're yeah. like, I'm glad you're doing this uh, because I have a full-time job and, you know, they think sometimes it's a, uh, a little side hustle. Uh, and, you know, you can do it on the nights and weekends, which is just not the case. All right, <laughs> That's uh, so true. So, Oh, go ahead. Well, the second part of that is Yes. Um, when you become the teacher, you really, that's the pathway to mastery. And again, when I was running Keller Williams office here in Miami for, for six years, a big part of that was training other agents and, you know, with, you know, specific material that tells you, you know, step one to step you know, a hundred or whatever it takes to achieve what you want on how to build a real estate business, and I think that's when the light goes on. Is for a real estate person when you realize you're a business owner and you are the CEO of your business, uh, and to start thinking, you know, long term. That way is when the game changes from uh, just thinking that you're a salesperson and you're just chasing the next deal. That's not a, a fun uh, recipe for success.
0: Yeah, and isn't that interesting too? Because you know, back to what you were saying about people coming to real estate—they're like, I've always wanted it. Just looks so glamorous and exciting, and f- and I love people, right? Everybody loves people. True. Um, well, um, which is true. I mean, I believe that. <laughs> but um, but it's just—it's the same. You know, it's the same kind of pat. You know, the the more you're in it, the more you hear it, right? Absolutely. And so from, from that one thing that you said was people have to understand and real estate agents who want to be successful have to understand that you are now CEO. So here's someone just comes in with their license out of, you know, real estate high school and they're like, oh, I'm going to like conquer the world when I'm not waiting tables. Right. And then they're like, um, you know, but they have to understand that not only are they learning how to be a real estate agent who, is killing it. They have to learn how to do that, but they also have to learn how to run their own business. Um, Have you seen any traits that really empower people where you kind of see that fork in the road where they're kind of flooding in with their new fresh license and the people who really stand out, like what are a couple things that they do that's different from the people who either freak out and run out the back door or coast frustrated? Yeah, there's,
1: there's two I guess, behavioral styles that, uh, I think have are attracted to real estate. Um, and like you said, there's the, uh, person that I love people. So I wanted to get into real estate and, you know, that's obviously that's a good start, but that's certainly, you know, just the, the very beginning of your journey. Um, but the commonality of, uh, the actions need to be taken and one behavioral style is okay with that. And they're like, okay, I'm okay if I take action and I don't get the desired result I want. Right. I'm not afraid of failure. And uh, that is the attitude that you must have to really get your career going and to get started is to just realize, Hey, I don't know everything. I, and all I know is that I have, something to do and I might not be good at it and I might have never done it before. So it's, it's a little bit of bravery, uh, and you know, courageousness with also the attitude of if I fail, I don't care. I will just get back up and keep doing it.
0: Mm.
1: Versus the, uh, sometimes agents who want to know everything before they put themselves out there because their greatest fear is for someone to ask them a question and they don't know the answer. Mm. So we call it, you know, uh, you know, paralysis by analysis. Right. And because they analyze so much and they don't think that they're ready, that they don't ever take action. And it kind of, uh, you know, ends up being just a a vicious cycle because the more they learn, the more they realize what they don't know, <laughs> right, right. and so, and so the, the 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 path of taking action becomes further along because they realize, oh my God, I just learned I don't know all of this other stuff, and I'm a, I am do I'm afraid to look bad or you know um, not have the right answer because that's who I am, right?
0: Right. Well, like I I, I say a lot, um, perfection is the Enemy of progress, right? So the more you have to have everything perfect, the less progress you're gonna make at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely, and I think that's the other thing. And you know, with real estate, I mean, they're really let's face it, there's a reason why so many people are attracted to it, right? You get to be your own boss. You get to come and go as you please. You get to do what you want. And, you know, you don't have to accommodate anyone else's schedule. You you have your own control. Um, and, again, that's a good thing, and that could be um, also a bad thing because if people are not good at managing their time, then, you know, you can go a long time without seeing a paycheck. And then if that's the case, then, you know, you financially need to go uh, get a real job as people say, that's going to allow you to make sure that, you know, your bills are paid.
0: Right. Right. So Richard, are you, do you, are you in production and you lead a team? Like what, what is your role right now?
1: So, yes, yeah, so that's the reason for my, my double title, <laughs> right? The CEO of Miami living means that I'm working on my business. I'm helping my team reach uh, their own level of success that they desire um, helping grow um, all of the uh, clients' uh, database, and uh, you know, eventually the business. Uh, and then the luxury home specialist is on my team. Uh, I work usually by referral only, uh, how, with past clients and referrals of them. However, um, I've now that I'm in Miami. Uh, well, it's been uh, nine years in Miami, but. Now that I relaunched my team in Miami, I, I have a new passion for the luxury market here, and I am—I uh, just—I love—I love the condos, I love the waterfront homes, and so it's kind of resparked that uh, the the drive of the art of the deal and working with uh, people of the multicultural epicenter that I call uh, Miami. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Sounds like it. sounds like a lot of fun. So do you have some kind of strategy about getting referrals or, or do you just let it happen organically or are you deliberate about, do you have a system for it?
1: Yes. And I think everybody should have systems. That's the best word actually, because uh, that kind of allows you to multitask without Really calling it multitasking. Uh, So, for me, because I have different divisions of networks, uh, I do target each division differently. Uh, For example, um, Keller Williams, we have a luxury uh, division. Uh, So, I work with the luxury agents from all over the country um, and we mastermind and they receive my, you know, my newsletters. Uh, so I stay in touch with them because Miami is a, you know, thank God it's a place that is a lot of people, you know, it's very active and people are moving here or moving from here. Uh, especially right now. Um, my favorite uh, part of the country is the Northeast because of the new, Tax laws that were passed, and um, as the baby boomers are reaching their retirement age, you know, and they want to avoid paying state taxes, uh, income tax, then they are uh, coming down to Miami and uh, establishing residency. So that's one of my focuses is on, you know, other luxury agents, uh, as well as my own clients that I've done business with. We have a post closing uh, system that touches them you know, I don't know, five or six times a year uh, with anything from uh, gift cards to a bottle of wine um, and, uh, you know, other other type of uh, um, reminders about we're here to help them and their friends and family.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the things, uh, it sounds like you're really passionate about talking, you know, showing, and inspiring other agents to do, but also is another one of your superpowers are basically the marketing and brand and things like that. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that and how you feel, um, like what's really working for you right now in that area?
1: So what we are seeing is, you know, technology is changing everything and real estate is, is no different. And what we are seeing now is the fact that people are doing a lot of searching online and um, we're seeing more and more research online. People don't want to drive around and look at open houses anymore. Um, you know, that used to be the weekend activity uh, for people that maybe we're looking or maybe we're not just uh, something to do. And now, because, you know, time is such a luxury for most people, that they want to be able to see as much as possible. And they do a lot of research prior to that. You need to be able to effectively deliver enough information for them to make some kind of a executive decision. If that is a property that they're really, really want to invest the time in to go and see. So with that said, our marketing it contains, uh, we do a lot of drone lifestyle videos. So what that is, is, uh, you know, especially Miami, you've got water all over and different neighborhoods offer different amenities. And so, uh, it's very important that people understand what that lifestyle is. And that's kind of the new buzzword is, uh, you know, because you've got people that are becoming young families. And of course, whenever kids are involved, you know, the main topic of conversation is usually schools, communities, those kind of things. Uh, the baby boomers, they're the empty nesters, let's call them uh, are now downsizing from their large homes. And so what do they want to know? They want to know about, Hey, what's the great restaurants and where can we walk around and where can we go to a park and where can we go boating or golfing? Uh, and they want to know where that can be convenient for them. Uh, and so, the videos that we do give people a feeling of what life would look like if they were thinking about purchasing that property.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's so true. It's kind of that whole story behind, you know, using stories instead of a list of features, you know, and that how well that resonates. Have you been able to like quantify the difference that that has made in your business as far as, you know, um, analytics or data is there something that's that you're seeing that it's like that kind of supports your decision in in doing that type of strategy
1: well it's a little bit hard because eventually when the properties are sold they're sold i would say 85% of the time involving another real estate agent and so we don't have the knowledge of how their client ended up actually finding the property uh, we just we just know that when we do these these things our properties seem to be on the market less uh, and so um, I believe that that is having some kind of a uh, impact is the exposure right at the end of the day it's it's all about exposure and 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 here in Miami you just you never know where the buyer is going to come from it could be local it could be somewhere out of a state or out of the country even uh and so that's where the internet is such a powerful tool because you can you know deliver somebody on a silver platter enough information for them to almost make a decision um you know sight unseen
0: well and that just really speaks to the fact that you know When we're looking at analytics, it's understanding, number one, well, when you're creating the content, number one, you know your audience really well, obviously. So when you have a a house, like that's like a brand in itself and then understanding your target audience. But understanding the analytics, I think too often people are like looking at views or, you know, comments. But really what you want is a shorter amount of time on the market and a higher price point, (laughs) you know? And so if that's the data you're getting back, I would say that's legitimate analytics that support your strategy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a various, uh, numerous amount of, uh, data that we do look at, um, and we tweak our systems, you know, that we have, uh, but you're right before marketing was all about, you know, flyers and, um You know, the signs and those kind of things, and you would just you know send it out into a geographical area, uh, but now you really have to think with the end in mind, which is who is the buyer for this type of property and when I say who, I mean what is their demographic? How old are they? Um, are they going to have children? Are they going to be you know from the neighborhood? are they going to be from outside the neighborhood? um, and really target. So you're very specific, um, with who you're targeting because, you know, now with Facebook and, you know, all these algorithms, which I, I, you know, is way beyond my pay grade. (laughs) I don't, I don't understand how they work, but I do know that they do work. And, uh, and it's very powerful to be able to use that, you know, to our advantage when we're, you know, spending a, a lot of money on marketing property because we want to make sure that we're getting a return on that investment.
0: That's awesome. Well, and to, if it makes you feel any better, I mean, I eat, live, and breathe marketing, and I can tell you none of us understand the Facebook algorithm. <laughs> and when it comes to Facebook and Google, like literally, I came across a website one time and it's, uh, you go to the homepage and it's like this tiger, and it shows what mood Google's in. And you can actually embed it, so it's like, "What mood is Google in today?" And it, you know, responds based on, you know, rumblings if they're going to change their analytics. So yeah, we're all, and I think they keep us in the dark on purpose so that we can't game the system. But,
1: um, <laughs> oh, but that, yeah, that I'm obsessed great. with it. I'm definitely obsessed <laughs> with it. I love it. I love the result of what it does, and I'm a little bit intrigued. But no, do I have the patience to sit down and be able to actually <laughs> physically do it?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I love too that you're so committed to growth. I mean, even with the amount of success that you've been able to achieve. But what are a couple of things that you are struggling with or some challenges that you're facing right now when it comes to growing or selling, especially in sales?
1: Yeah, so eventually every agent will get to that point where Hopefully, out of necessity, right? You've got so much business that you really you can't handle it all, and and that's a you know it's a problem, but it's a good problem, but it still you know needs to be addressed. And so, uh, right now, what I'm seeing is we're kind of shuffling uh, our our team or our operations to be more. Out of house, I guess, versus in-house, meaning, you know, we don't have an in-house transaction coordinator. We have a person that we use that runs their own business that works with us, uh, but they're not exclusively. Um, And then we have marketing people. We've kind of outsourced a lot of our marketing now with our newsletters and um, our, our CRM and the lead generating website and the platforms that we use are everything is like a subscription basis now right i think you know that seems to be the way the world is going is you know pay as you go and you get to plug in to all of these amazing platforms and now it's up to you to maximize those platforms like Mm. i think we're seeing that and everywhere, not only real estate, but just, you know, in life in general is a subscription based service. And you need to make sure that that suits your needs today, as well as what you can grow into and for the scalability.
0: Well, I think that's really interesting because the question being like, what is a challenge that you face when you're growing? And um, number one I, what I'm hearing, number one, it's kind of knowing when you need to start outsourcing and not just do it all yourself. When is your highest and best use doing something else, not you know managing transactions or the, your CRM? And then number two, a struggle that I hear a lot that agents have are managing. Who does the work for them? You know, just separating themselves from it and being okay with someone else doing it. But I like that you also offered solutions that have worked for you when facing that challenge, which is outsourcing to skilled a skilled team. That um, I mean, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing that I like about that so much is that number one, it's it, that's what they focus on, like that's what they do all day long. But number two, you can control your costs, like you know how much it's going to cost versus you know. And I'm not against having staff, but more and more we're seeing the trend that people want freedom. They want to just like I just want to transaction coordinate, and I can do that from you know the Bahamas you know <laughs> and so yeah. so really, we're still employing people we're employing humans, but they're getting the freedom that we want, so it you know i i, I just think that's that's a really great way to do it, and then they're responsible for their own training and
1: <clears throat> you're right i yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better. That, that mm-hmm. seems to be where, you know, that's why all of these, you know, we work and independent uh, uh, places are opening up where, you know, like you said, we don't want to do it. Uh, we don't want to be chained to a desk. So why should we expect our people to want to be ch- chained to a desk uh, if they really are uh, the right fit for us is they would want to grow and they would want to have, you know, their own type of freedom and we find they work better that way. And it, it, it keeps you from micromanaging them because, you know, all of us realtors are control freaks. And so we want to make sure that everything is working and we're getting what we're paying for. Right. Like you said. And so it, it could be, um, you know, sabotaging our success when we're micromanaging somebody else instead of doing what we should be doing, which is going after more business.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, it, you're, it seems like you would have a lot on your plate. Are there any rituals that you have day-to-day that you believe really kind of help you do your absolute best every day?
1: I think, the. you know, I mean, every day I'm in my CRM. Uh, because it is my contact management system. Uh, and that's where I get to see all of the clients as well as the team, uh, the agents, the agents and you know, who they're interacting with and the reporting, right? So now it's all about reporting. Uh, I'm a kind of a numbers geek and I do love numbers. And I always want to see what the report is telling me just to you know, assess uh, what's working, well, it's not working. Should we spend more money on this? Should we take away money on that? Or, you know, is this person having trouble with conversions? Uh, maybe we need to, you know, re- send them to a training event or, you know, when you, when you know kind of like the prescription that needs you, when you see the diagnosis of, Oh, this is, you know, hurting or this is a uh, suffering for some reason, we usually know what the prescription is to fix that and, you know, help it to become better. And again, it's usually either a skill issue, um, which is, can be solved by training, or it could be, uh, you know, an attitude, uh, which, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, that's when you really have to help somebody realize, are they really committed to their goals? Uh, are there, is there the reason why they, they, are doing what they do is that powerful enough to help them do the things that are not always easy. Uh, so that's when that communication part and, you know, essentially it's coaching. Uh, and that's what, uh, part of my time is, is coaching agents to, you know, stay motivated and keep your eyes on the prize. And, you know, as much as you try to think that this is a, find science formula that one plus one equals two uh not necessarily but we know that these actions these activities eventually produce results and if you don't have them you know right now don't get discouraged and stop doing the activities that we know they're you're just like one call away you know from a next transaction but sometimes people uh, you know, get less, uh, get motivated when they're not seeing the result immediately.
0: Do you ever listen to Gary Vee?
1: You know, I just started listening to Gary V,
0: And so uh, he... He says a lot. You have to eat stuff, you know, the stuff for 10 (laughs) years and love it. Like you have to love it. And, and I feel like no matter what business you're in, what kind of entrepreneur you are, that's what you have to do. Like you just have, it can't be about, it's kind of, I, I feel like it's exactly like getting fit, right? So fitness is the same way. Like you just have to get on, you know, exercise, exercise, we get off. We're like, okay, so I should have lost, you know, 10 pounds. I should have like more muscle mass. Like, but it just takes time. Like you just have to hear no a lot. You have to like, you know, it's just different, but you have to learn that that the process, if you love it, you're going to be fine. But if you have to get that back, then it's, you're going to struggle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You have to love the process and, and accept the challenge and welcome failure not try to avoid it and and you, you have to just understand it's part of the growth process right and nobody hey. wants to hear it but it's it's true in in everything in real estate especially
0: that's right yeah we don't yeah we it is <clears throat> excuse me it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes but it's true right. so you also you have a book coming out don't you oh yes And so what is the title and kind of what, what was the purpose for, for writing it?
1: So I have about, I think about 20 plus thousand, uh, contacts or followers, um, on my LinkedIn account. And, uh, this, uh, publisher was, I don't know how she found my profile and she was reading my profile and on my profile, I have. Uh, future best-selling author. Oh, so, <laughs> I love gotta kinda, that. You got to put it out there, right? For yeah, it to manifest and to make it happen. And so I put that out there, and she sent me a message, and she said, "So, how soon do you want to be a best-selling author?" And <laughs> that's kind of how it all started. Uh, and then she shared with me what she was doing, and it's kind of unique, actually. Um, she has the Title of the book is called Luxury Home Selling Mastery, and this is number two. So she had one of these books about 10 years ago, I think, um, you know, and it did extremely well. And what she does is she finds um, luxury agents uh, you know, who have reached some level of success, and she asks them to be uh, part of the book as a co-author. And so I think there's about 20, maybe 18 or 20 other agents from all over the country that are, have a chapter where we share uh, experiences. Um, uh, I think I have three different short stories of you know clients that we had and creatively how we were able to help them reach their goals. And, uh, and I'm very happy. It, it's, it's, it's almost done, actually. Uh, we're waiting for the launch, which is going to be, uh, in the next couple of weeks. And so, uh, I'm very excited for that.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. That's so cool. Okay. So we have come to the time where what I call rapid fire. So I'm going to say something and then you tell me like the tool or the book or the person that, that is the right answer for you. And if you come to one and you're like, no, I don't want to tell that for whatever reason, if it's like a secret or you just can't think of it, you can say pass. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Time blocking tool. Right
1: now, Google Calendar.
0: All right. Favorite technology.
1: My smartphone.
0: Very good. (laughs) Um, CRM
1: chime
0: sales pipeline management
1: it would still be chime
0: all right then transaction management dot loop favorite book
1: this changes uh, i go from john maxwell leaderships uh, leadership type stuff um and right now i'm looking at uh more uh, financial and investing books, um, in that arena.
0: Okay. So what's your favorite investing book
1: um, or financial? I mean, there's the millionaire real estate investor, uh, that, uh, I enjoy. And I reference back to that because it's uh, in line with what our, uh, with our investment strategy right now.
0: Oh, very nice. So who would you consider your overall mentor? Or well, someone who is? <laughs>
1: <clears throat> you know, I, I would have to say the person that really gave me uh, my start in Miami specifically because I'm from Michigan. And, um, and then when I was looking to relocate uh, here in Miami and take on a leadership position, uh, and the woman was my mentor that pushed me into doing a lot of other things that she saw in me that I kind of knew was there. But when someone else tells you and helps you realize that it is there uh, and gives you that motivation, then, you know, it really helps you to go ahead and, you know, kind of gives you permission to be the awesomeness that you can be. (laughs) Uh, And her name uh, was Susie Lawson. Uh, And she owned the office. And so she hired me. She took a chance on me and, you know, paid for, to relocate me to Miami. And even though I had never been in the position and everything, um, she really took a chance on me and that decision uh, has changed my life. And so Mm. that's why I would say, you know, from a mentor that helps you realize, not just you know, business wise, but personal, personally, and, you know, and spiritually in so many other ways. Uh, she was my partner in crime for a while. And, uh, you know, and it's been a couple of years now since uh, she passed. But uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I think of her often and, she, you know, her picture is, uh, is uh, in my office. And, you know, so um, she still is continuously motivating me uh, from afar.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. How about real estate teacher and coach?
1: So we have a company called maps Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's a coaching system. It's a coaching company, uh, that, that we use. And so every week, you know, have a 30 minute conversation with a coach that just kind of targets the challenge of the moment Uh, goal setting, planning. uh, And so uh, my coach uh, is spectacular that uh, he knows um, my challenges and he knows, you know, kind of what I need to hear to help me get out of any kind of funk that we get into uh, because that's, that's part of life, right? I mean, you are going to, everyone's going to have moments of despair and the coach's job is to, you know, isolate what caused it and you know reflect it and turn it into something positive or to turn it turn you into a new direction as fast as possible so you don't you know stay in that pity party uh position for too long and so that my coach is great for that
0: okay awesome how about your favorite training resource
1: oh uh, right now i would say i like masterminds and so when I love going to um, you know, different events where there's other top professionals and sometimes it's within Keller Williams and sometimes it's outside uh, that you're seeing what other people are doing to help them with their own challenges or what, you know, new things that they're working on. Uh, So for me, the, the training is not this one specific website or anything, It's the people that I respect on a high level that I like to um, bounce ideas off of. And to me, that's, you know, more powerful because then I can, you know, easier for me to apply uh, some of the lessons that I learned.
0: Okay. And underrated, most underrated resource in your industry?
1: I would say that, you know, the MLS, believe it or not. Because I think agents just put people on drip campaigns and, you know, and then that's it. Uh, But the amount of information that is with your board of realtors, uh, the training events that they have and the tools that they provide you as your membership, that most of it is, you know, included. Some of it may be uh, at a small cost. Uh, but they have a ton, a ton of uh, training and the software and uh, resources that you have available. And it's stuff that you can share with your client. And they compile all of these things that uh, take a lot of time to, you know, curate all of this information. And you can share it and kind of, you know, make it as, as, as if it's your own. Um, but you have to know where to look and where to find it.
0: Yeah, that is it is a really powerful resource. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask you that maybe I should have? Anything else that you'd like to share?
1: You know, I think that, you know, for real estate agents, it's, um, you know, a lot of people, when I go to trainings, when I go to events, you know, we hear a lot of the how I got to be successful and what I did, but not so much how I did it. Uh, and so I just want to make sure I leave people with somehow information, uh, you know, immediately marketing, 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 you need to invest. If you're going to spend any money at all, spend money on a CRM. Uh, we use MailChimp and, you know, I think it's very affordable for the amount of people we have over, you know, I think over like 35,000 contacts that are in there and, You know, people uh, kind of, you know, it's still the most cost effective way to stay in front of that many people, um, you know, between our newsletters and our just listed. And, you know, we have a following. And, you know, I'm actually starting to do more videos. And I like the shelf life of videos, you know, is, you know, forever if you want it to be. And so go get it, sign up for some kind of a system that will allow you to communicate and market to your database consistently with least amount of effort so that you don't have to spend so much time doing it. You know, that would be number one. Uh, And then create some kind of a great marketing campaign um, and your newsletter. And, you know, it doesn't have to be fancy. You know, if you want, um, you can, you know, let me know. I'll send you a copy of my newsletter. You can see kind of what we do and how we do it. That is our biggest um, – we get so much response on that, and people say, oh, my God, uh, great articles and different things. So it's a way for you to, to stay in touch and then build that database. So every day you have to be committed to adding more and more people. That's one of those activities that you don't see the results tomorrow. However, your business is your database. And, you know, I've even heard people call it a data bank because <laughs> it's like you're making a deposit into the bank and, you know, uh, you're not sure uh, what it's going to turn into, but you've got to keep making those deposits uh, and add people, you know, names, phone number and email. And even if you don't have phone numbers, name and email uh, is just so that you, they make sure that, you're, that they're receiving your information, uh, I think is going to be the difference between the agents who, you know, survive and thrive.
0: Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Last question. I am a huge foodie. So every podcast, excuse me, every podcast episode I've ever ended, I've always asked this question. What is your favorite dish and where do you get it?
1: Well, right now, um, there's a restaurant here called Zuma. And they have these uh, short ribs that are like have this glaze on there that just falls off of the bone. And it Mm. is extremely delicious. And and I don't eat meat all the time. But uh, when I go there, I always get that. And it never disappoints.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It sounds delicious. And oh, I... Interviews at this time, I'm always like I'm starving. You know, yeah.
1: <laughs> Let, let's talk about food. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> so if you
0: hear my, if you hear my stomach growl now, you have to for just forgive me. You're
1: right
0: on. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Well, Richard, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate. It. I feel like you gave a lot of really great uh, tools and tips, especially for agents who are just starting out and ways things that really have um, directly impacted your own business. So, thank you so much.
1: Perfect. No, my pleasure. Um, uh, thank you for the invite and, um, I'm happy to help in any way I can.
0: Awesome. Well, and thanks again to everyone who's listening and remember the best is yet to come.